A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Well, Damien, uh, great talking to you. Um, you might, first of all, give us an insight into your latest book, When the World Stops Watching. I love the title, by the way. Um, why do you think, uh, Damien, it was uh, so important to write this type of book? Yeah, Trev, look, I mean, I suppose, like yourself, I'm working in this game a long time and meeting a lot of sports people and I suppose getting to share in their highs and lows and getting to know the kind of human stories behind what you see out in the pitch. And as you know, Trev, like everybody has a story that they bring to the table and some people have massive challenges to get to um, and overcome before they can actually play on the field. And then I was kind of thinking like, you know, you think of players who've passed and maybe cross paths with you and, and then they're gone. Mm. And you wonder what they're at. Yes. And that that thought came into my mind more and more, Trev. People like, I'm 46 now, and I suppose doing this nearly since I'm 16, 20. Mm. Um, and the amount of people that you've, you've actually grown up with, and then they might move to different countries, or they might go into coaching, or they might fall in hard times, or they might fall in great times. And I think, I've been thinking about doing this book for a few years, and, and the whole area then of, of wellness um, is, has come into it. But I saw one article where the British uh, Olympic team they piled on the medals at the last two Olympics and six to nine months after the Olympics, a load of the Olympic medal winners suffered depression, Trevor, and they, they fell in hard times and I couldn't get over that. Mm. And I, I read into it deeper and deeper and they were literally spat out after the Olympic cycle, forgotten about. And that's probably what brought this book further. And then I read stories where GEA players were dreading leaving the WhatsApp group. Mm. And if you add all those three or four bits and pieces together, I just decided then last year, maybe a year and a half ago, that this is a book I wanted to write. It took a while, Trent, but it got over the line eventually anyway. Yeah, I'm a bit into it, Damien, and really engrossed in the book. I can't wait to, to finish it because cool. um, it's, it's really fascinating stuff, I have to say. And the book explores kind of um, how 16 Irish athletes is an adapt to life after yeah. retirement. And I know there's a few uh, Cork sporting greats featured in, in the 16 as well. There is, Trev, yeah. Um, so I divided it out into, like, I started off maybe with a figure of maybe 8 to 10, and then publisher wanted more and he wants some high profile names in there as well and we divided into four soccer four rugby four individual sports and four female sports mm. uh, four female sports people and I think what we did then Trevor was a load of issues challenges positives were highlighted and we got kind of four academics or consultants um, four professionals they were all former sports people themselves the likes of Gary Keegan Tony O'Gregan Stephen McIver and Owen Reinish a three time Olympian and, and they're all working with various organisations or themselves to give a kind of a solution or perspective on everything. And mm. uh, the, the Cork athletes were Donico Callaghan and Sonia Sullivan, to mention a couple. Mm. Um, but I think maybe with the soccer, Trev, you might appreciate, I know a lot of your background is soccer, football. Mm. Uh, the story of Paul McGee, for example. I mean, yeah. we began the book with him, a, a kind of a guy who could have been huge but, but wasn't. 
and it started off with him, Trev, you know. Yeah, I was taken by that one, actually, that story of Paul McGee. I remember him well, um, uh, Damien. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he was on the verge of the Irish team and so on, and he was a Premier League footballer, obviously, whose career was was wrecked by injury, wasn't it? Yes, I mean, your opening, uh, you know, your opening line uh, to that story is, is bracing. You know, when you focus on... On his suicide attempt, I suppose, it really draws you in and it just shows you what, what can happen to some yeah. athletes when they finish the game. And this, this guy, Trevor, lived for football and he still lives for football and he scored 60 goals a year as a schoolboy and he was always destined to be a star. Went off with his club in Dublin to various European youth tournaments and always stood out. Um, you know, giant maybe Bohemians and, and EMFA League of Ireland, but went over, was courted by like Terry Venerables and Spurs. So he, he went to Coventry City, Trev. Sorry, he went to Wimbledon. Mm. And they had just won the, the FA Cup. They were the crazy yeah. gang. Yeah, I was he, at that final, actually, Damien. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just in London uh, visiting a few friends and I went to that final. Yeah, and, and he, he suddenly found himself like out-socialising with the likes of Vinnie Jones and he was starstruck and made his debut for the club Premier League on his 21st birthday and you know better than I will Trev but he scored on his debut against Arsenal which meant that they had to beat mm. Liverpool two, two go clear goals to win the title back in 89-90 and he uh, got a 3 million plus move to Coventry City soon after and on the day he was supposed to sign the, the contract he played a last training session with Wimbledon uh, tackled Neil Sullivan the, the Scottish goalkeeper fell awkwardly was out of the game for two years, Trev. While he was in hospital, the recovering, the letter came from Jack Charlton inviting him into the, the Irish setup, And nothing like that ever happened again, Trev. And his career petered out. He never had that pace, that searing pace that he worked so hard on mm. and uh, ended up playing League of Ireland. But, but basically, when he had to jack up football over 40s, that's when it really hit him. And he put on a lot of weight and he suffered badly. And I suppose we pick up his story then seven years after that point. And we, we go from there. And we parallel that story with Tommy Bow, who had a seamless transition into retirement and who had worked hard to get into media and who's now probably more well-known yeah. as a TV presenter than anything, you know? And we yeah. parallel those stories the whole way through. And I was, you know yourself as a journalist, Trev, you're fearful of repetition. And I was worried about that book, but every single person I spoke to had a different story. And, and that's the beauty of it. And yeah. some were good, some were bad, some were challenging, some were positive. Yeah, just on, on McGee again, if you don't mind me just talking about yeah, it. Sure. He was very close to ending it all, obviously, and he felt yeah. that life had turned against him, is how he put it in your book. Yeah. Um, he was close to be, get, getting a call off the Irish senior team, wasn't he? Jack Charlton, obviously, was in charge back then. That's right, Trevor. He was very, very close. And I think that, I think, again, you'll have the expertise on this, but around that time, like Paul was a, a left-sided player, and yeah. I think he had to convert maybe... Steven Staunton's that role, they were, they were short a little bit on the left at, at the time. That So he does reckon, and he's he's one of the best guys you can meet, Trevor. I mean, he's just such a lovely man. And that's, I was I was very, very emotional actually leaving him myself dur- during our chats. And like, mm. um, he, he, reckoned, he, he reckoned that he could have made a good impact on the left-hand side for Ireland, you know, as a midfielder stroke front person. And uh, he he probably re- regrets not having that opportunity. And he... he um, his friend was in a bar with him one night and saw a glazed look in his eyes and followed him home. And thank God he followed him home because Paul was, was about to, I suppose, to, to maybe take his own life. And, you know, I think we thought long and hard about it, but Paul's story was out there and I wanted to get that out there. And he, mm. he does a bit for Pieta House as well, Trevor. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that's why then it's important for me to have some really positive stories in the book as well. So yeah. it's, a, it's a mix of everything. But the, the one great story about Paul McGee is he came back to play for Ireland over 40. He, he never, never stopped fighting that battle. And, mm. 
he's in a better place now, thank God, you know. Great stuff. And just uh, to touching on the, the Cork side of the story, Donald mm. O'Callan and Sonia, we'd say, um, Sonia Sullivan's global, of course, um, probably our greatest yeah. ever athlete. Uh, yeah. does, does she struggle badly after retirement? Um, how did she handle it, Damien? Well, I think so. I think I was almost starstruck interviewing Sonia or dealing with her, Trevor, to be completely blunt about it. I mean, I, I had interviewed her when I was working with the Echo. Um, I interviewed Sonia way back around 99, I think, for the mm. Cork City Sports. Mm. And I, uh, like yourself, like you said, I mean, is she our greatest ever athlete in Ireland? I think so. You know, uh, she's right yeah. up there. And yeah, certainly she won the hearts and minds of the Irish people anyway. And I think what I got from her, and <laughs> I didn't really get any straight, straight connection in terms of she seemed to kind of gradually move away from competitive sport, but like clocked in and unmerciful a year and a half after people thought she had stopped competing at the highest level, Trevor. Mm. She clocked in an unmerciful time in the New York Marathon, for example. And then she went back to Sydney and she could be competing in uh, 20K runs or park runs. But like, she wouldn't countenance the, the word retirement at all. She was still competing against herself mm. or against the level that she was at. So I think the point she made to me was, I, I was researching this heavily to get the timeline right. And a good two years after the Irish media kind of wrote her, her sporting obituary, she was actually still competing. Her goal was to make the Olympics as a marathon winner. Mm. And she just about narrowly missed that, um, despite clocking a personal best or whatever. So it's a very, very sensitive word for some people, the word retirement. And even now, Trevor, I think Sonia might have taken up maybe triathlons or or swimming or, or cycling, yeah. and she's always at that level. So, again, she had a different perspective on it. Whereas Donica O'Callaghan, his little baby um, was behind the couch, and Donica was saying to me, he was kind of mumbling or babbling, as a, as a, and you know yourself, as a baby would, Trev. Mm. And he kept saying stuff like, Dodie down there. And, and Donica couldn't understand what he was saying. And his wife and other kids said, Daddy, he's saying his Dodie is down there behind the couch. But Donick had been over playing Worcester Warriors and had, had it been over and back and over and back and missed out on all of that. And he said, hang on, I'm 38 years of, uh, 38 years of age. I've had an unbelievable career. Mm. I'm really sucking the marrow out of this now. And he called time in his own career and he, he came back to Ireland and he's got a, a stellar media career going and he's really, really happy. Mm. And one funny thing about that, Rev, he said to me that he saw a cyclist coming down the, the N11, the dual carriageway going into RT, the Silorgan dual carriageway. Mm. And he, he, for one fleeting mad moment, he came into his head, Jesus, if I met this lad now with a, with a shoulder or a mall, I wonder how far back would I drive him? And the poor fella on the bike coming towards Dunnick, probably didn't know how, how, how lucky he was or what a tight escape he had to have O'Callaghan maybe mauling him <laughs> back the road on the dual carriageway. So... It's that type of madness that comes into yeah. the likes of Donica's head. But again, he settled very well into media life. He told me that he, he went for um, went to the toilet about maybe six months after he'd retired and he noticed his urine was yellow. And it was the first time in 18 years that it happened. Because as an, an athlete, he'd been totally hydrated, mm. uh, totally eating the best food. And he had to give himself every inch to, to reach the levels that he did. Yeah. And uh, 
it was fascinating listening to all these stories, Trevor. It really yeah. was. Like, it was a yeah. pleasure actually to, to partake in. Yeah, that's the word I was going to use. Actually, is it is fascinating stuff. Uh, I, I'm, I yeah. can't wait to finish the book. It's it's a real eye opener as well, and it's a, it's a real education for your readers and an education for you as well. Uh, doing the book, obviously, uh, definitely. definitely. And I, I felt, Trevor, I've done a few autobiographies with different people, and I think I've done three of my own kind of concept books as well. And this one it was one I wanted to do, and I, I, I suppose if we look back at it now, like how did I get sixteen top names like to come together, like some. Kevin Dial, Lyle Quinn, Marcus Horan, Donegal Callan, Tommy Bull, Paul Carberry, Sonia. I look back now and I say, Jesus, how did that actually happen? Mm. And I tell you, for anybody out there looking to do any project in life, I broke it down bit by bit and I tried to get maybe, if I was writing one person's story in a week, I'd try and text the other, another person, and maybe the following week then they come back to me. Like it took me nine, nine months nearly to get Niall Quinn. Uh, but but he was just because he was in the FEI and he was so busy, Trev. You yes, know? And, yes, yeah. But he was such a help to me. None of these people asked me for anything. And they gave me of their free time and it really even helped me with promoting the book as well. They're just fantastic. It just shows you the calibre of, of sports people that we produce in this country, Trev. I mean, yeah. they, they never once looked for anything, but I got a serious, serious education from these guys, you know. Um, it was it was really eye opening to be honest about it. Yeah, I can recommend it highly enough. From and, and I haven't even finished it yet. But the, the the title of the book did you come up with that when the world yeah, stopped so, watching? So again, like I was looking and the, the, maybe when the music stopped or when the lights went out, they were on my mind and I was looking for it over and over and again. I was looking all these period period articles on retirement and Trev. For a book like this to come out against big name autobiographies this mm. year, like Rob Carney, Bernard Brogan, Barry Geraghty, Sean O'Brien, this book has to stand out, and the, yes. the front cover has to stand out, and the name has to. So I was reading a, an American uh, research article on retirement, and in the the middle of that article was was one line and how athletes cope when the world stopped watching, and I had nearly gone past it, and I came back to it, and said Jesus, yeah, and I, I just broke it down, and I said that's the name for the book, you know, that's. So I got it from somebody else's article, so I won't take any credit for that. No, it's, 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 it's class, but um, uh, we wish you the best with it, um, Damien, and I know that uh, it'll be certainly uh, 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 go off the shelves this Christmas, I'm sure. It's, a, it's, it's going well, thank God, Trev. It's going really steadily. It's going, you're getting good reaction to it, Damien, yeah? Yeah, it's going really well. It's probably out since about September, and it's yes. really taken off the last few weeks, Trev. Okay, okay. Well, uh, we're all looking forward to it uh, this afternoon. I know you are. Um, and yes. thanks for coming on the score with us here in Cork's 96FM uh, this afternoon. And all the best with the book. It's, it's a real classic, I have to say. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, th- thanks for all the support, Trevor. And happy Christmas, everybody down in Cork. I really appreciate it.